Hey, this is Sheikok Barshabaz, and you're listening to Wrestling POV Global. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, my co-host, something about, he likes to say he eats toast from coast to coast. Uh, one time he ate a split roast, <laughs> and uh, I think one time he was haunted, perhaps even aggressively touched by a ghost. I don't know. What's going on? Of the gentleman, Elio. What's going on? You're a weird man who leads a weird life. I, I don't know what to say to you. How was your week, my friend? <laughs> my week was great. What was great about it? I saw a lot of wrestling this week. Holy crap, did we see a lot of wrestling, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was there, And you know what the weirdest part is, Elio? What's um, this? All the new wrestling that we've had to cover and stuff we don't usually cover has been the best wrestling I've seen this week. <laughs> right. uh, the, crap, the crap we usually cover has been that, has been crap. I mean, this week's AEW... Man, what a stinkeroni that oh, was. Um, it wasn't as horrible as this week's Raw was, but uh, yes, I even watched Raw. And get this, I watched NXT before this show. I mean, I watched it right after I watched AEW, which I usually oh. wait a day because we have to cover all our shows to talk about it. Right. Then I'll watch that and do the comparison. But I was in the mood, and it, it was a pretty damn good show. I think my vote's definitely headed over towards NXT this week. Uh, I, well, I, don't think, I don't think I can really vote for AEW this week. I don't know. Did you Did you get a chance to watch NXT this week? Not yet. I'm going to most likely sit down and do that tonight. Now, I know, uh, I know Rick and Tony are very down on Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Uh, but Candice LeRae, with her hair, I don't get to watch NXT. Like, I don't really pay that much attention. I just watch it for the comparisons. Mm-hmm. But when I sit down and just enjoy it, I mean, Holy crap, Candice LeRae is an attractive girl. I'm gonna give her that. I'm gonna give her that. It was nice to see our Io Shirai out there, and it was nice to see uh, Rhea Ripley. But uh, gonna have to add uh, Candice LeRae into the the pretty girl category. I don't know. She's. I, I know they they they're sick of her. They say over there because they really invest in the show. I guess maybe because we have so much, we we just watch the quality, and sometimes we don't really get too invested into it. But. Uh, it was an interesting show that this weekend. We're not going to talk about it because obviously we got a gazillion other. And what I mean by a gazillion other, we're going to take a look at this week's Impact, this week's ROH, this week's, um, holy, it's escaping mind. What's the other one? Impact. WWE NXT UK came back. We're going to take a look at that. And uh, we're going to only talk a little bit about New that's Japan. Four, that's four hours of wrestling right there. Right there is just four hours. No, there's, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Three, no, and, yeah, three uh, packs, two, yeah. And then if you add in JPW onto that. Uh, add nine <laughs> hours, was it? Nine hours? Of the, that nine hours in four days, nine hours. And then and then we have um, uh, two hours of AEW that we got to really deep. So, yeah, there's a lot of wrestling going on. So Altogether, um, that's 15 hours of wrestling. Yikes. That's a lot of stuff. But you know what? We're going we're gonna to take a look at that stuff. We're going to talk about it all. Uh, before we get started, we're going to go into our hot topics. But first, uh, a little bit of sad news to report. Okay? Uh, and I'm sure many wrestling fans who are listening to the show have heard this. But we also want to offer our condolences to the passing of Joe Laronitis. All right? Uh, Road Warrior Animal, as he was known, was one half of, without a doubt, one of the greatest tag teams, I think, in my mind, ever made. They exemplified what I knew growing up as a boy to today, what 
a tag team is and could be. Um, but you know what makes this one kind of shocking is, first of all, uh, Joe is only 60 years old. And uh, that's not that incredibly old. No one, you know, there are people who just seen him last week signing autographs. I was shocked when I woke up the other morning and uh, saw on my, uh, the notification on my iPad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? You know, at least I can say I got to meet him once and shake his hand. He came up here to do a show with the Prairie Wrestling Alliance. They brought him in. He signed autographs. You could get a picture with one of his, uh, his uh, football things, you know, with the spikes on it. It was pretty cool. He was a, he was a really nice guy. And uh, I told him, uh, you know, how I'd grown up watching AWA wrestling and how much of an impact he'd made on me. And he was very gracious and very nice. And, and he was sort of touched that, you know, for somebody to say that. So really genuine, nice guy. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember I saw him live at uh, the second uh, live event I went to. Uh, it was the uh, Road Warriors and Ultimate Warrior teaming up against uh, Demolition. Wow, that's pretty fun. Pretty yeah, that fun. was a, that was a, my the second one I ever went to in 1990. Now, would I say, you know, it's hard enough that he was only 60 years old. Yeah. But I mean, you, you take a, you contrast him with uh, Road Warrior Hawk, who who died, you know, years ago, at a much younger age, and that wasn't su- so surprising. I mean, Road Warrior Hawk had lived a crazy life, you know, he was constantly uh, battling drugs, alcohol. Uh, so much so, I know you hated it, but they did that horrible WWE thing. It was terrible. I hate when they bring real life like onto television. Yeah, it's such a terrible exploitation of people's real struggles and feelings. And, and I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if the person like is okay with it. It's just it's bad taste. It's just it's bad really taste. Bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the person's okay with it or yeah. You okay. I don't because like the truth it. is, the truth is, Elio, uh, it's exploitation because. You can say you're all right with it, but the bottom line is they're paying you to do it mm-hmm. and you may need that money. So, so, um, you know, uh, is it cool if, you know, you come to me and you pay me to do something to degrade myself? It's not cool. Sure. You can say, well, he took the money, but you're still profiting off of pain and misery of others. And, and it's just distasteful. And the WWE does it all the time. You know, we see yeah. like, Jeff Hardy, that bullshit stuff with his alcohol. Uh, we see the divorce angles, the, the just so much garbage. And I, I just don't like it. I don't, you know, it's fun to have some kind of realism, but we don't need drug abuse and struggles. That's the kind of uh, realism we don't need. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm, yeah, you know, we got off on a tangent there, but um, so, you know what? Hawk, you know, he had a crazy life. He died. It really wasn't overly shocking. I got to tell you, I was a hundred percent shocked when I got up uh, yesterday morning and I looked at my, uh, I was looking at news on the phone and it said uh, TMZ reporting that road warrior animal died. I'm like, I had to go on the thing to see if this was fake because you know, we always get those fake notifications running around. That's Uh, that's why I have one source on my uh, phone and I have one on my iPad. I don't believe anything until it comes through on my iPad. Me too. I, 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 when it comes to big news like that, I track it down uh and and check it out because you got it right so uh the passing of a a genuinely nice guy um i feel pretty bad about it i didn't expect it i don't think there's anybody here who would have told you that they believe that uh, animal would be dead this year you know what i mean just terrible stuff and uh i don't know just seems like the year just gets shittier you know what i mean yeah 
So we'll find I out. For, I can't wait for this year to be over with. Yeah, well, there's another thing, Elio. You can say that, but how do you know that 2021 isn't there rolling up at exactly. Steve's You thought this was shitty. Check me <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> bring on the Sodom. I, I know. Bring on the Sodom monkeys and the aliens. It's going to get real funky in here. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I we can't wait for this year to be over, but we don't know what's going to happen next year. Yeah, it just may, we may be on like a a treadmill down. You know what I mean? Like an escalator straight to hell for all we know. Um, we may be. You know what? We could be five years from now going, man, remember the good old days in 2020? <laughs> when there was only a pandemic and race riots? When that was the only thing we had to worry about? Now people are eating each other and the dinosaur zombies are after us. And, oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? The zo- no, the zombies are crying because there's something worse. There's dinos. There's, oh, just let, we won't even get started. But let's just say... Uh, Let's th- we we here at uh, WPOV uh, the entire network, not just global, not just uh, POV wrestling or quarantine. All of us here, we we throw out our condolences to the family of uh, Joel Arenitis, and uh, I guess you know uh, you can say in a poetic way, uh, the Road Warriors are you know back together again, and who knows what's beyond the veil? Maybe they're out there tagging, beating up all the old wrestlers, just like they started their careers with. But we'll see. But. Uh, so, you know what? Let's uh, let's move on to something else. Uh, before we get on to our um, our poll and on to our hot topic of the week, I want to mention that the guys over at uh, WPOV Wrestling conducted an interview this week with the extreme referee HD Lock. That's right. Uh, they have a great HD Lock. I, I keep messing up names. You know what? I'm really sorry. I, I'm just a bit thrown off by this whole uh, the whole Road Warrior thing and. I, I grew up with those guys, man, and it just seems almost surreal to be able to have to talk about, you know, his passing. So, uh, all right, sorry. Let's get back to that. So th- there's this great interview that uh, coming up on uh, WPOV Wrestling, H.C. Uh, Locke. It, it should, he was the extreme referee in ECCW, or ECW, and uh, he's making a bit of a resurgence. He's got a lot of cool things to talk about. Apparently, they told me this interview was off the hook. He talked a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, you know, check that out. Uh, let's get into our polls this week. Uh, we, we ran the poll because I was very interested. We had ran it very late. Uh, with Kenny Omega and Adam Page uh, on their collision course eventually someday here, which seems to be kind of the signs headed there, who did, wrestler, who did people think were the better wrestlers? And uh, Elio? What was your weigh-in on that? So I went with uh, Kenny Omega as a better of the two. Okay, fair enough. Um, why? Why for you was... Oh, uh, for me, um, not only his AEW work, I have, but I've seen his work in New Japan as a cleaner, which I can, I'm sure we're going to see that character in AEW somewhere okay. online very soon. So I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. All righty, all righty. Um, you know what? Uh, before I give my thing, I'm going to read out some of these uh, comments that people have put in, okay? Okay. Uh, RJ uh, Adams says, Paige is getting real good, but for, for me, it's Omega. Easy. Uh, Josh Sanders says, Omega, just off of what I've seen him do in the ring compared to the Hangman. Hangman Paige throws a Psycho Sid kind of vibe for me, though. I get that. I think it's kind of, he's got this kind of the curly hair. He's big, wears the black leathery things. Maybe there's a bit of a vibe there. I see that. Let's yeah. hope to hell he doesn't have the wrestling. <laughs> uh, Paul T. Phillips said, 
I've got to go page. Nothing against omega, but age is catching you quickly. Yeah, there is quite a difference of age between uh, omega and page. A page is definitely the younger of the two. Uh, Kaylin Knox said, Kenny Omega is the better performer in the ring. And I prefer, but I prefer Hangman's drunk cowboy persona over Omega's persona. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? We have a weigh-in from Rick Serrano III. He goes, for Kenny Omega was the greatest wrestler in the world. Was. This past year, his stock has plummeted. I don't know if it's because he's part owner of AEW or what, but putting him in a tag team has been detrimental to his career. Now that he's trying to do a singles run, hopefully he can become the Omega we once knew. When it comes to Adam Page, his stock faltered a bit after the AEW title match, but his pairing with Omega has seen him rise. In my opinion, at the moment, Adam Page is the better wrestler and storyteller. Hopefully we get the match we are hoping for in Omega versus Page. Now, I'm going to weigh in, and I think I weighed in before and talked a bit about this. Definitely, I think Kenny Omega right now is the better wrestler. I think Page has got a great amount of potential. I think he could possibly be a world champion down the road. I think uh, Kenny has had a blanket thrown over him for the last couple of years as, you know, he's been booking the women's division. He's only cruised in tag teams titles. He hasn't really stepped into the mix. So a lot of people have downgraded him from what they've seen because let's face it, the Kenny Omega of before isn't a tag team wrestler. He would not fit into that role here. Uh, now I think maybe, at least I'm hoping, that the chains are off and we're going to see the Kenny Omega that, that we know, this tremendous wrestler. So I'm going to go Kenny Omega with this. And uh, the, you know what? We asked fans. We sent out a poll generally with yep. besides just asking for your comments. And uh, the results were 85% of the people picked Kenny Omega as the better wrestler right now with 15% Adam Page. Mm -hmm. So that's that. That's what I believe. I thought it might have been a few more Adam Page followers, but I'm in line with the the Omegas thing. So I see that. Let's move over to our our hot topic of the week. It's that kind of inter inter. I'm gonna say what interpromotional. I was gonna say dimensional, but I don't think we're in different. <laughs> interdimensional. Interdimensional. It's slug from the planet Gorzoth. No. Uh, <laughs> in our, inter our. In, what, what the hell are we? Inter interpromotional. Interpromotional. <laughs> In our interpromotional crossover, we brought in the WWE's Apollo Creed. No, Apollo sorry. Creed. Apollo, <laughs> Apollo Creed. I, I first see uh, commentators no. call that Apollo Crews and Jungle uh, Boy. Yeah, Apollo Creed. That's a uh, Rocky movie. Okay, so yes, we have Apollo Crews from WWE, and then we have Jungle Boy from AEW. And uh, before we get into um, the the votes on this. What is your pick, Elio? I'm going to go with that Jungle Boy just because, like, he's starting out. He's got a long road ahead of him, and just like uh, I can only see him improving. Uh, like, uh, is it even more if he gets away from this whole Jurassic Express uh, team and goes off on a singles run? Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to disagree with you only because. And I know this is a weird one to say. You see Apollo Crews in the WWE, and you don't really get to see a lot. But I remember him before he signed with the WWE back in the Indies. He was one of the top guys uh, calling himself the UHA Nation. And uh, he was a tremendous wrestler. And he's got a tremendous amount of skills. And I think the WWE is, I don't know if they're handicapping him or holding him back, but uh, he has not had the best run with them. And I think it's diminished. I think he's extremely talented, which WWE only fans may never get the chance to see how good he really is. 
he can do all the stuff Jungle Boy has. He has a bit more experience, and he's a much bigger dude. Uh, I think if they were to face off in uh, our fantasy uh, without the handicaps of the bookings behind them and, and go out and have a real creative freestyle match, I think 100% you'd see uh, Apollo Crews uh, take it. But let's face it, he's in a place where they're booking him like he's crap. You know, they barely give him wins. They barely give him things. And Jungle Boy is definitely one of the highlights of AEW. So, you know what? I'm not going to vote this week. For me, it's a tie. These are two guys dependent right now very much on their booking. If it was their booking we look at, it's Jungle Boy by a mile. If it's their inherent skill and the creativity they bring without being hampered by somebody else's decisions, Apollo Crews has it. So I'm going to abstain. Now, looking at the uh, votes, we have... 72% pick Jungle Boy, 28% pick Apollo. I get it because of the way Apollo's been presented, it's pretty hard to get behind him compared to how much free reign they give Jungle Boy. Which I don't understand because they give him the United States Championship after how many years he's been there, and and now they're just like back to like uh, misusing him, mishandling yeah. him. Yeah. Well, even when it. they gave him, even when they gave him the belt, they kind of took away the luster of it right away you know the guy hasn't been given a very fair break uh i think part of the reason is he always looks like he's eternally happy which some people don't <laughs> like wrestlers who always look like well it's true you know, no, look at matt, I, I agree. Look at I, matt sidell there's yep. a guy you can't take seriously because you can be punching him in the face he's got a big smile on him <laughs> you know so that might be it you know vince mcmahon has not had been very happy with the wrestler who isn't the tough mean wrestler no, no. And I think the wrestling fans will be much happier when he steps down and lets someone else ru um, hopefully not ruin the company like he's been doing. Uh, let's get into wrestling, man. Now, now I'm depressed talking about <laughs> poor guys being treated like shit. <laughs> um, I want to start off, first of all, with uh, let's start off with NXT UK. Okay. All right. This has been a return for NXT UK. They've been off for six months. Uh, we've seen a few of the wrestlers trickle over to NXT, uh, but mostly these guys uh, had been off. Uh, I did know, do you remember this? They got hit with that, uh, quite a bit with that uh, scandal. Um, yes. The speak out movement. Actually, which, yeah, it was surprising because it wasn't Wolfgang on there on that list. Yeah, but his was a very minor and it wasn't really anyone. It was like an accusation about him. Nobody, no victim came forward oh, and said okay. anything. I noticed um, Joe Coffee wasn't there this week. Exactly. You know what? When I saw the things, I was curious too because I remember this happened. Uh, in the beginning of the opening, they changed the opening, which I don't think I like. I like the old opening better. The theme song in the opening. Yeah, this, there's something about this new intro. That's very generic. Um, but it names a lot of the wrestlers. And this is what sucks. It names a bunch of wrestlers. Then at the end, they show you a bunch of other wrestlers with no names. So you're like, <laughs> okay, I guess they're the, the lower <laughs> undercard direct of the show. But whatever. Um, plus, Noam Dar is the first name in the show you on there. Give me a break. <laughs> Noam Dar. Anyhow, so That's as we're watching. guy I haven't missed. Well, as they're watching it, I wasn't paying attention that much to it. I got really bored with it. So I just sort of uh, watched, yeah, I don't know what I did. So I missed all the guys who were named. So then, um, okay, so the match just start off and I'll get tell you what I'm getting to. When I got to the, the second match, okay, um, when we got to the second UK match, it was... Um, I looked on. 
Oh, I'm not sorry. When we got to the tag team match, I'm thinking of. Yeah, Gallus, Jordan, and Kenny Williams. Yeah, yeah. When that came out, I got to tell you, man, I was, like, shocked that Gallus came out, first mm-hmm. of all. I was just like, I thought those, you know, you're right. And first thing popped in my head, the Wolfgang thing. So I, like, stopped and checked it out, and it seemed like the Wolfgang thing wasn't a big deal. Okay. However, it did say that Joe Coffey is still indefinitely suspended. Okay. And I noticed there was absolutely no mention of Joe Coffey. Remember, he was like the focal point of Gallus. Yeah. And instead, the commentators, they never bring up Joe. Uh, they instead bring up how Gallus is this great tag team. And it was almost like they're trying to rewrite Gallus's place uh, with within the show and maybe with fans. So uh, not a good sign for Joe Coffey. Uh, he spent a long time building himself up, but the accusations against him were pretty bad involving a lot of harassment and stalking mm-hmm. and whatnot. So uh, I got to say, though, I I, uh, I wondered, I wondered if they were going to take the belts right off of, of Gallus. Yeah, right? But then I'm looking at the team and I'm like, okay, do you give the belts to Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan? They're at best a undercard comedy tag team. So... You could just hold the tournaments. I mean, they I have, guess. Yeah, but which, at, which at the end, all the teams came out. But true, but at the end, but also let's point out that uh, just because you know, there's like there was no stink on Mark Coffey, right. and Wolfgang doesn't have anything official put against him by any victims. Uh, he was accused of uh, taking pictures of schoolgirls, but like from afar or something like that. So nobody's really said anything. So, and, and it's just an accusation. So. It's not like you can really, I mean, if we, if everyone who got accused by somebody that was mad at them is something without any proof, we just can't throw away people's careers, right? Okay. You know, so, um, so Gallus, you know, they come out, they defend their bills. Uh, yeah, you know, did I ever tell you, I, I knew Amir Jordan. Um, yeah. I, I've met him a few times. Yeah, He's hilarious. Him. He's hilarious. That little dance he does. That kind of jumping jack thing. I seen him once do that across the entire arena that we were at. Oh Just wow! Like moving, dancing like that. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, I did not think for one second that Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan were going to be uh, the new champions. That, that that was definitely not a thing. Um, we had a thing in the opening with uh, Sid Scala coming out doing his little spiel. Out comes Ilya Dragunov, mad as hell. Uh, says, you know what? He won the number one contendership six months ago, and then there was no wrestling, and he's been chomping at the bit to cash in his number one contendership. He wants a shot at Walter, and not sure what to think of that because as much as I love Dragunov, he's like half of Walter's size. You know, Walter's massive. Dragunov, I barely see as a heavyweight. He seems more like a really good mid-heavyweight, but I have a hard time buying him in there with big, big guys. So uh, this will be interesting. Uh, Noam Dar, your favorite wrestler, I do believe. Came I'm sure you're mistaken. And, and uh, he's he comes, I haven't missed him at all. <laughs> oh, Norm, Noam Dar is such a pain in the ass. But anyhow, he comes out, uh, gets in Dragunov's face. Uh, Sid Scala says they'll be the main event. Fair enough. Uh, after, of course, Ilyanov gives him a bunch of shots to the head, which was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Women's match, we had uh, Isla Dawn coming out. Uh, she was at, actually, they were the first match, dude, weren't they? No, they were second. Uh, the first was uh, Gallus and uh, Williams and Jordan. Oh, okay. I got that mixed up in my head. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, poor Isla Dawn. We keep pulling for that girl. 
but uh, she seems to be the person who is fed to up and comers. Um, now the other girl, what's her name? Um, Aoife Valkyrie. I have such a heart. I always see her name and it's Aoife. Aoife Valkyrie. Okay, first off, what a good improvement since yep. the time off for uh, Valkyrie. Um, gone is the super amount of posing, mm-hmm. which was kind of annoying because she would do it like in the middle of matches. Uh, she seemed a lot crisper tonight. She really seemed like she was moving well. Uh, did you see that move she kept pulling, which was an interesting move? She somebody the rope and then jump up and land so that they had to stumble over her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because the announcers are like, oh, she failed at some body blocks. No, she wasn't <laughs> body blocking. She threw her hands straight down to try and stumble out her opponent. Which, I, I, I missed you said that. Was it I don't make no, it was the other one. Oh, okay. Andy Shepard, is that his name? It just sounds like something Nigel McGinnis would say. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> he wasn't so bad today, so I didn't really... I, I almost didn't notice him. So, to me, that's a good Nigel McGinnis. <laughs> but uh, Valkyrie takes the win. She looks good. I'm, I'm looking forward more to seeing her. And, of course, the main event, we had uh, Dragunov uh, with the Moscow Torpedo taking out... Noam Dar. Wish he'd hit him harder so we didn't have to hear that idiot anymore. <laughs> but uh, Imperium, one of the members of Imperium, uh, Wolf, trying to stick his nose in there. Oh, and wow. uh, got it slapped a little bit, mm, which is good. Alexander Wolf and Ilya Dragunov down the road. They, well, dude, they just were they just came off fighting each other. Don't you remember that? They feuded just before this. Uh, yeah, but the continuation of that. Oh, God, do we still want to see that? I think, no. I think he's just in the way because... Uh, Dragunov being named number one contender, that means Walter has to go up against him soon. Right. And, oh, and yeah. This is, yeah. Ga- yeah. So it's just an Imperium game. Um, thing. Also, also um, NXT UK TakeOver, October 25th. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. We'll, we'll have next week, we'll have some of uh, our, I guess in the coming weeks, we'll talk about the upcoming matches. So I'd say this week's, uh, it was a nice, it was refreshing. Um, I'm going to give it a solid uh, B+. Plus. Yeah, I'm going with the B plus. It was just nice to see. I think the six months off uh, was uh, did a lot of good for NXT UK. And the look was pretty cool. They got a new look for the studio yep, they're new in. New studio, yep. Okay, now uh, let's move over to uh, ROH. Okay, ROH. <laughs> We're continuing with our pure tag team turn, our, our pure singles tournament. Uh, no tag team, sorry, our pure singles tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, two more matches this week. Gotta say, in this COVID area where we cannot have uh, crowds and stuff, this is a perfect format for wrestling right now. And the pure tournament really is set up to that because here we're watching guys. They're not doing crowd reaction things. They're not trying to build things. They're trying to show pure wrestling skill. And that's an interesting thing. Uh, this week's uh, lineup, first match, loved it. David Finley and Rocky Romero. Uh, good match. Two guys, very good match. Two guys uh, uh, work in and out and train out of the uh, LA Dojo for New Japan. Um, coming in, doing their stuff. Uh, Dave Finley taking the win. Were you surprised Dave Finley won this? Uh, uh, I was yeah. tossed. I was tossed. Yeah, I was I wasn't sure like who was gonna win. I just uh, went in there to watch it. It was a really good match, so either one could have won. Yeah, you know, I, I thought Rocky just seemed like in my mind Rocky would have more of a in this kind of match more have the upper hand with his uh, 
you know, experience and set skill. Finley, however, was great in here. Uh, I like his new, uh, he's changed his look slightly. Yep. He looks more like a bigger guy now. He's come in with that big leather jacket that was too big and made him yeah. look small. Uh, yep. That's gone. So I, I, I liked it. Uh, good win for Finley. He moves on to the next round. Uh, was not sure what was going to happen in this final round. Matt Seidel, Matt Seidel, you got this guy who's the top rope jump off crazy guy versus Delirious who, uh, well, he just batshit crazy when he wrestles. Okay, I have to ask, again, what is with these wrestlers uh, wrestling with no boots? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about his interview in the beginning where he's like, nah, 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 nah. and then there's just words going across the bottom. And, you know, this oh, I just, I, I tuned that one out, but I know what you're talking about when they yeah. do the I package highlights. Yeah, I love because, it when yeah. he does that. He's no, just sitting there I, making clicking noises, but yep. there's like a whole conversation being yep. translated across. Oh, the- wait a minute. I know why. Yeah, I know what you're talking about where he was saying he's just in this tournament because he was bored. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> now, uh, when he came in uh, and took off his jacket, I was like, holy crap. That dude has been working out like crazy, obviously. He is chiseled. I mean, he is like sculpture chiseled. Yep. You know, he's... He's working out hard. Uh, Matt comes out, like I said, with that goofy ass look on his face. And, and he does that crap where he's always pointing and talking about the third eye. <laughs> just this hippie crap, whatever. Um, it was okay. Uh, yeah. Matt takes the win, but uh, I kind of was hoping Delirious would. Uh, I kind of enjoyed him. No, a bit. Yeah. So, but overall, I'm kind of, indi- so far, in digging this tournament. Yeah. When this tournament's over, It'll be interesting to see what ROH TV is like. Okay. Uh, I want to know what they did to the main announcer or the main host girl, that Quinn. Quinn McKay, she was. Uh, she's... No, 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 no. What I'm asking is she used to look hot. Now she looks like somebody's nerdy sister. <laughs> she's wearing ugly clothes, and I don't get it. They had her presented as a super attractive professional looking. Now yeah, she looks like happened? she's standing at a hot dog stand selling pamphlets to the beach or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't that, get what it. Happened? I don't I, understand. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to give this one a B, only in the sense that the matches, while they were good, weren't exactly main event guys right. to watch. So I'm going to give it a B. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, like, I'm liking this tournament uh, so far. I'm going to give it a B as well. Then next week, uh, we have we have two, the next two set up, Jay Lethal and Finley and Gresham uh, and Seidel. Mm, quick. I... I uh, who are the first two? Sorry, next week. Jay Lethal and David Finley. I'm going to go Jay Lethal. Okay. Your pick? Your pick? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jay Lethal on that one. And okay. Jonathan Grisham, Matt Seidel. I guess we're going to get Lethal and Grisham. Yeah, we're both going to go Grisham. Yeah. yeah. I think that's There's where it's There's no way Matt wins. Yeah, there better not be way. Um, all right, well, let's move on to uh, Impact. Impact this week. Uh, Starts off with, I hate when logic gets thrown. I get, I get, okay. I don't get how if you win a belt, sometimes you're, you're forced to wrestle who they tell you, but then you get the bad guy who says he'll only wrestle who he chooses. And so we get this thing where Rohit Singh just does not want to uh, put his belt up. Right? He does not want to put his belt up. I'm sorry, Rohit Raju. I I said it backwards. Rohit does not want to. Rohit Raja does not want to put his belt up against anybody. So, last week we had the thing with TJP, uh, Chris Bay, and Trey Miguel all demanding title matches for different reasons. They each have a win. There's a, you know, uh, 
Uh, Chris Bay hasn't got his rematch. Uh, TJP has managed to pin uh, to pin Rohit, and uh, Trey Miguel was pinned uh, TJP. So it's kind of, in some ways, you could look at that as murky. But I don't see how the champion decides that he does. You know, he he doesn't know who he's going to face. So he comes up with this <laughs> preposterous idea where the three of them will face each other, and then he will wrestle the 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 winner and give that guy a shot. Uh, this was typical bad guy crap because. Tremendous good match. Uh, as it was going on, uh, I wondered if TJP was going to get in there. He was doing some tremendous stuff, but then so was Chris Bay. Uh, but Trey Miguel takes the win. And then, like the uh, jerk he is, Rohit jumps in there, tells the referee, ring the bell, he's going to give him a shot right now while Miguel's still di- di- dizzy and dazed, yeah. and then rolls him up, grabs his pins, and grabs his trunks, makes the pin, and runs away. Yep, three seconds to hit his finisher, three seconds to uh, get the three count and that's it so uh not he, be, cool. he beats Trey Miguel in six seconds like yeah, seriously <laughs> it, was, it was crap I was not a fan of it uh we go later on to the next match of Kimberly uh taking on Susie mm-hmm. uh Kimberly's come out with Deanna Perrazzo Susie out there with Kylie Ray so you have the uh, champion backing her buddy and the number one contender backing her buddy um Cannot tell you how much I like uh, I like Susie more than Sue Young. <laughs> Although it's then, obvious, it's obvious the storyline is yeah. that she's slowly going crazy and going to turn into Sue Young. Um, not sure if, what to think of Kimberly. Um, she has some good moves, but I hate the way she dresses. It's not attractive to her. It makes her look really ill-fitted, and you know what I mean. I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I wish she'd uh, change up her look slightly. I mean, it's only her clothes. It's not her. It's just the way she's packaging herself. Deanna Perusa is trying to interfere a lot, cause problems. Ends up uh, clocking Sue Young, but Sue Young, or sorry, Susie. Susie starts using Sue Young's repertoire, takes down, um, takes down Kimberly, but she starts doing, you know, they play the creepy music. She's doing the head shaking like she's a little... Um, Deanna Prazo gets in there, starts hitting her around, but then Kaylee Ray just loses her shit, goes running in after her, and then tells her that she's going to have to face her at the next uh, pay-per-view. Victory Road, October third. Once again, I do not understand the logistics. I mean, do you wrestle because you want to wrestle? And when you win the championship, don't you want to be a cool champion? Why is it that these chicken shit wrestlers don't want to put their belt up against anybody? They just want to walk around with the belt on their shoulder. She was, she was uh, freaking out, getting all mad that she had to defend. Yeah. Her, she has to defend her belt. I'm like, well, I was <laughs> thought, idiot, when you won the belt, that you would know when you have to defend the belt. That's kind of like the idea of being a champion. Uh, I'm gonna skip a lot of the crap that happened here. I don't care about. Uh, I don't really care about talking about Rosemary and Taya. I don't really want to talk about Cody Deaner and his book. I almost don't even want to talk. I only find this funny is Rob Van Dam versus Sammy Callahan with the idea of that uh, Rob Van Dam wins. uh, Katie Forbes gets five minutes in the ring with Sammy Callahan, which I don't understand why she'd want five minutes in the ring because he's not that much of a weasel. He could actually beat her up, (laughs) which exactly happened. Uh, Rob Van Dam takes the pin Uh, as he's down. Katie Forbes gets in there, does her, twerking junk or whatever. Uh, what was interesting to me is Kitty Forbes being annoying this week. 
she's annoying. The two of them are gross, annoying. Her and Van Damme they, every week suck. No, like she like them. like, but they just jumping around. Oh, she's just like, always like, eh. which is which is I don't understand. Good guys or bad guys? Uh, we've only just started watching this. Is Sam Callahan the good guy here? Because Apparently. he just because he just pile drive a woman, which should make you a bad guy, but that shit is so freaking annoying that yeah, yeah. But see, this is the impact. This is the world of impact wrestling, where it's like Alice falling through the looking glass and and landing in the upside down world. <laughs> That's a great analogy. <laughs> um, wow. And, I, and you know what? You were worried if you stopped drinking, things would come to you. Huh? <laughs> Good job. Good job. Um, then we get uh, the main event, which was kind of underwhelming for a main event. Uh, Jordan Grace uh, losing to, to Daniel Dashwood. Um, wow. I really hope that they're not just, you know, downplaying Jordan Grace into nothing. But uh, they're sure giving Tennille uh, a hell of a lot of uh, – a hell of a lot of stroke and a hell of a lot. Of I really stroke. don't know what they're doing with Jordan Grace. I don't know. She deserves a lot better. Yeah. They, so just the way know. they're presenting her. It's not that it, great. No. No, it's not the same as uh, when we when we were covering Impact before. Yeah. I, 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 have they gotten sick of her? Are they just downplaying her out? I don't know. Uh, but I'd say this week's show. Uh, I'd give it a C. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It was kind of middle of the road. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the C on this one as well. Yeah. Oh, did you? Uh, what about the Heath uh, infomercial? Oh, I forgot about the infomercial. That was funny as hell. <laughs> I, was, love, I love the inside jokes. Delorean oh, Brown. Delorean Brown. They ha- <laughs> um, I loved Rhino. I can't remember what name they gave him, but uh, I don't even know if that's his real name. But no, they gave they they said Rhino, but they had his real name underneath. Yeah, but the way they wrote it was hilarious. And then he was talking like he was, he, they were trying to save like endangered animals or something. And, <laughs> yep. and then the, the celebrity endorsements are hilarious because if you know what Cameo is, you know that they had to pay every one of those celebrities and they'll say whatever they want to you if you pay the money. So they, they paid like Flavor Flav and uh, 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 David Hasselhoff, David, Chuck he, Norris. Chuck Norris. Uh, he even did the kit without watch. Yeah. And, oh, and what was the other one? The girl, uh, Nancy Kerrigan. What a weird Nancy choice Kerrigan. to have Nancy what? Kerrigan. Well, how is she relevant? I mean, you know, at least you can make fun of like Flavor Flav and uh, and uh, uh, the Night Rider guy. He Hasselhoff is just like he's always an iconic joke, and so is Flavor Flav, right? So. And Chuck Norris is just an icon. So that all made sense. I just didn't get Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Was, was uh, Pamela Anderson busy? I, I mean, <laughs> uh, folks, if, if you get it, if you don't watch any impact, just look up on their YouTube channel, uh, the Heath Slater uh, yeah, we, hire me commercial. Especially uh, when, love, when they had Dino Brown saying, you're looking at the real deal now. I'm like, wow. My favorite part of it was his daughters at the end. Hi, yeah. my dad. You'd be stupid, <laughs> Scotty. <Yeah. laughs> He's got kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, for a guy who's not been hired, he sure makes a lot of money. Anyhow, um, that was this this uh, impact this week. We are going to just gloss over um, NJPW this week. We are in the um, middle of the G1. And you probably say, what? We should be talking tons of it. <laughs> Well, if you want a good dive into what's going on in NJPW during this G1 tournament, please check out our show, Aftermath. Aftermath is usually played after uh, pay-per-views. 
every couple, four or five episodes of New Japan and the G1, we are going to go over those shows, uh, take apart the matches, see where we think things are headed. They may change for matches. I mean, it's a big tournament. So tune in. You want some deep dive into New Japan Pro Wrestling? Check out Aftermath. Uh, right now, we're going to go to commercial. But before we go to commercial, I got to ask you, Elio. Yes, sir. You were going to tell the fans where they could write. If they want to make comments, if they want to give us ideas, if they want to just say how much of fans they are of the legend, how much they truly hate the gentleman, uh, where would they write? Where would vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> they can, you can write uh, on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. All right. Well, folks, we'll be back in a... A few minutes after this commercial break. This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. All right, folks, we are back. Hey, Elio. Yes, sir. You know, I always take this opportunity to remind fans that you can purchase a T-shirt. That's right, a T-shirt representing WPOV Global. That's right, our T-shirts and three other T-shirts available, all on Pro Wrestling Tees. If you look up at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, dot com backslash WPOV wrestling. You will find four different wrestling t-shirts available. Three of which represent the wrestling POV brand. That's our other sister show involving uh, Rick Serrano third and Tony Diaz. But you can also get in available in limited quantity, the beautiful white and golden WPOV global shirt with the extra incentive. And we'll let you guys figure that out. There's the words legend with an arrow pointing up gentleman with the legend with the uh, arrow pointing down you explain to your mom what that means because i'm not <laughs> going to do that okay but anyhow uh 19.95 each uh order them by all means it'll uh everything helps to go towards the tech and the building of our show to make it better uh we don't make a lot doing this right now and uh your support is greatly appreciated and uh we just want to say thank you for all the people who have supported us so far so yeah check out those t-shirts and did you know what I mentioned that we are part of the Wrestling POV um, network. Yep. And that involves a couple shows. First, you have uh, the Global Show, the show you're listening to right now, hosted by me, the legend T. James Logan, and my backup, my man of the most, is toast, host, coast, roast, <laughs> all that other stuff. Or did I forget ghost? Uh, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Yep. Then we have over on Wrestling POV a deep, hard look at this week of WWE wrestling every week. Like we at Global cover all the other stuff. They cover everything in the in WWE except for uh, NXT UK, which we do. Nah, 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 nah. Anyhow, uh, they check out all that stuff. They have a funny, uh, it's a roll-looking good time. It's mm-hmm. worth a few good laughs and some really good insightfulness. Uh, you have Tony Diaz, a former professional wrestler who has got some incredible insight into what uh, the going-ons and the, and, and the, the meaning of what you're seeing in the ring. Then you have super fan Rick Serrano, who the third, who's been a wrestling fan for such a long time. He's a crazy fun guy. He loves uh, to get uh, the, the fans point of view of this. And then the third point of view, you didn't know you needed, but you definitely wanted was the Miguel Cole. For once you, we get the POV of a puppet. Do not get jealous. I see you getting jealous over there, Elio. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me and Miguel are best friends right now. That is true. But you are my second favorite puppet. Don't you ever forget that. <laughs> so, anyhow, let's take a deep dive into AEW wrestling. And boy, I got to tell you, it was about as exciting and insightful as letting out a giant fart in church.
Yep, right when the prayer is ending and you just decide to stand up, take a giant dump there and everyone can hear it and smell it because that's pretty much what AEW was this week. Not happy about it, Elliot. Um, actually, uh, AEW, uh, this was a bad show. Yeah, you know, they've had like, okay, they went through what, six, seven episodes that were just terrible. Then they started getting a little better. NXT started coming on. The last two weeks, I was enjoying them, especially last week's I thought was a pretty good on even keel, just a tiny bit better. And yes, yes, Tony Diaz, I don't just vote my vote over one freaking match. I meant that all the matches combined with just that one match put it over the top for me. Now, uh, this this week, no, yes? No, I was going to say now, um, usually I think it's, I take my POV because sometimes I could be wrong and I have to go back and watch something that I might have missed. But then I, I look at uh, at my iPad, like they have the report from Bleacher and I mm-hmm. look at them, I'm like, oh, it wasn't just me that thought this was bad. Right. You know, it is good to take a consensus, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I also like to run with my first instinct of my gut. Your yeah. gut will tell you if you don't like it. It doesn't matter if everyone else agrees. What matters is yeah. your point of view, fans. Because there are people who will watch this show and say it was the greatest thing ever. That's your point of view. That is your taste. It doesn't mean you're right or wrong. Well, if it's against mine, it means you're 100% wrong. But if it's uh, in line with mine, you're 100% right. So, you know, I quibble about percentages. No, I'm just kidding. Your point of view is your point of view. Um, So let's go take a look at what our point of view is thought of this week's uh, AEW. Uh, We started off with um, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford coming out. They're going to face the team of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. They're bringing Myra with them. You know what struck me as extremely funny? What's this? Kip Sabian telling the world in front of his bride-to-be how Myra is the most handsome, the best man ever. And and, and Penelope has this look on her face like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Which she should. I mean, it's her... It's it's not her husband, but her husband's saying that this guy is so much better than him. But <laughs> right, this is my that was my first thought when I heard him say that. Yeah, and then just the look on her face was like, yeah, she ain't too happy about saying that shit. Uh, <laughs> um, Myro comes out. You know what? Um, I always forget that AEW is full of a lot of wrestlers who aren't overly big. So when you get someone like Myro, he looked like a freaking tank. He was just this giant out there yeah we we forget like how big this guy was yeah and, and then you see yeah well you see tiny little joey janella and sunny kiss and it's like oh my lord oh my lord oh by the way i forgot to mention this in the uk report did you watch uh the the ridge holland uh interview uh my i think i missed that part where okay in his interview, he talks about when he was eight years old and some boys started picking on them and then he laid them all out. Eight years old! <laughs> I was just like, give me a break. You're probably play, picking your nose and playing Pokemon. Don't tell me you're out fist fighting with a group of guys. Anyhow, um, <laughs> that's right up there with Myro the Best Man. What a stupid gimmick. I love Myro. He's a big dude, but Myro the Best Man. I thought, that was, I thought that was just a weird, really terrible way to bring him in, like the best man. And then I just introduce him as uh, that's going to be his like, nickname. Yeah. And, and okay, Myro is so much bigger than everybody on the roster. He looks like he could be a legitimate threat. Yet you bring him in as Joey Janelle, uh, sorry, as um, 
Kip Sabian's yeah. tag team partner. Well, Kip Sabian has one dick all in how long. He's not considered – he's nowhere near the top of anything. But he's not funny, even mid-carter. It's, fu- it's funny because when, uh, when they first introduced him, everyone was, like, cheering for him. Well, yeah. Uh, because they recognized him now. Like, so apparently I thought he was going to be uh, the, face, the, the face the uh, face teamed up with the heel, but I guess now he's a heel. No, you, he had that look on his face like he was constipated, so he's definitely a heel. Um. Man, and I want to throw out things. You know, I talked about this in the past. I don't know if you remember this, but you know, Penelope Ford wasn't always with Kip Sabian, right? She used to actually be with Joey Janela right, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And I did find it kind of funny. This was where it was sort of funny in the promo where Joey Janela was like, you're about to make the biggest mistake uh, ever. And it's oh, no hey. just tagging with us in the ring. <laughs> you're very the biggest mistake I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That made me laugh. Um, this match, however, though, uh, man, it was not a good match. It really wasn't. It was very off-paced. Um, every time, and then there, you know, there was a moment there I thought uh, Myro hurt himself. It looked like he actually got hurt there, and I was like, oh, crap. Uh, how much money did they spend on this guy? And how yeah. much hype, and he gets hurt in his first match? Yikes! But he seemed to have uh, worked out those kinks. I laughed at the part where Myro threw, um, oh, no, how is it that? It was Kip Sabian went to to jump into the onto Joey Janela and Janela moved and he landed like face first on the concrete. He went over the thing, came down. Jr. is like in the battle of concrete floors versus face. <laughs> concrete floors always wins. <laughs> like yeah, it does Jr. Oh. <laughs> does. <laughs> that was pretty oh, funny. My goodness. Um, as it was, uh, Myro and. Uh, Kip and Myro get the win. You know, um, camel clutch. Everyone's using the camel clutch all of a sudden. What's up with that? I mean, you got Okada trying to use that move in uh, New Japan. You've got uh, Myro here. Like, is it making a comeback? I mean, it's kind of a lame move, really. But uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, then uh, Eddie Kingston comes tearing down to the rig. He's mad. He's blah blah blah. He cuts uh, a thing talking about, and he was right. You know, it's kind. Of, and this fit in because we pointed this out every week how he never got eliminated. And unfortunately, Lance Archer was supposed to get his title shot tonight. Mm -hmm. Lance Archer was in contact with somebody with COVID. I'm not sure if yet if he's been, if it's been confirmed that he has it, but he has been removed from uh, AEW wrestling for now. So they had to fill in a thing. So, you know, it kind of worked out with that storyline. Kingston got the title shot probably way more earlier than he thought he was going to get it. Comes out and he cuts a good promo because, you know, him and John Moxley years ago on the Indies had uh, wrestled each other many times. Um, usually we make, we, we're pretty down, me, you, and Rick, about how uh, former wrestlers will uh, reference the WWE and, and, and stuff. Eddie Kingston did it, but he did it in a way that wasn't really the usual Chris Jericho bullshit way. He actually was making some good points and not overtly naming the WWE. Uh, But he had a pretty solid promo and it made me excited for the match. Um, Then we get uh, Evil Uno versus Adam Page with uh, Kenny Omega on the mic again. What's your thoughts on this one, buddy? Okay. (laughs) We, so we've uh, been uh, less harsh on the dark order. Like lately, with mm-hmm. the, the way we've been present, 
presented, but uh, this I didn't enjoy this match because Paige is good, but I, yeah, I didn't enjoy this match. And uh, Omega, they're still going with this uh, slow burn of the it's, heel. If it goes any slower, you're going backwards. Oh my almost, you know, like um, it almost was like he was. It almost sounded like they were going to go out for a beer afterwards. The way uh, Omega was talking, you it's know? just it's just weird because uh, it's like he shows up on commentary after the match. It's like, well, adios. Yeah, I I don't know what the, the the idea is there. I guess we'll see. Not a very good match. Um, and the, this is the second week in the row. I mean, we're trying to establish Adam Page as a credible um, wrestler. But, I mean, don't you think they maybe should have put him in with a different Dark Order guy instead of somebody as, as, as top as, as Uno? Because Uno gave him a pretty fair battle, just like Frankie Kazarian put up a great battle. It doesn't make... Adam Page seemed like he's that great of a wrestler. I mean, he's struggling to get over Evil Uno. He's struggling to get over Kazarian. Uh, that doesn't scream main eventer to me. Um, so, yeah, uh, from there we go on. Uh, of course, uh, Adam Page takes the win. Um, I don't know, man. This next part, I don't even know what to think of these guys. The, the Young Bucks, okay? Uh, Tony Schivone, no, Tony, Tony Schiavone goes over to interview them. He's pretty scared to knock on the door because last time Alex Marvez got kicked in the face. Right? <laughs> yep. He's kind of sitting there wondering if he's going to get kicked in the face. Uh, Matt Jackson comes out, says he's got this covered. Has this kind of strange, passive-aggressive interview. Yeah. Right? And then takes Tony's phone and smashes it. Then grabs a bunch of money, th- says, oh, I'm sorry, and then throws it in him, you know, like he's a stripper or something like that. Yeah, you like can, up, worth you can upgrade. Uh, I, I get it. The Young Bucks are mad. But the problem with the Young Bucks is when they're mad, the way they play it, they just look like petulant little children. Yeah. They don't look like they're mad guys at all. They look like a little kid throwing a temper tantrum. And smashing a phone is exactly what a kid would do. Especially, yeah, Matt. Matt looks, just has that chill look on his face a lot of time. Like, whatever. And just in, you know, uh, in memory of the Road Warriors, I'm going to call him, uh, Cornette's favorite name is, uh, calls him Road Warrior Buck, because he never sells. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he And uh, what was the other one? Road Warrior Bald or something is what he calls (laughs) He calls uh, uh, Nick. Uh, so <laughs> anyhow, uh, yeah, just a dumb segment there. Um, we go to uh, Brody Lee versus Orange Cassidy. Um, here's where I wondered, uh, you know what? I can't see how this could have been a ma- good match anyhow. Um, Orange Cassidy's gimmick doesn't really jibe with what Brody Lee does. Right. And uh, I don't know. It... it <laughs> I don't think it, once again, it was a half-hearted match. You know what so I mean? It was a weird match. I forget, you know, Sean Silver got involved. Energy uh, climbed up on the apron. Orange Cassidy uh, puts the sunglasses on her. Yeah, you see, here's the thing. Uh, Brody Lee is supposed to be this giant monster of a man. You know, He's facing a super slacker, so he has to bring all of the Dark Order to keep getting involved. Doesn't make him look good, does it? Um, nobody looked very good in this match, to be honest. Uh, then at the end, uh, Brody Lee gets the win, and then out comes Cody. Now, yeah. this is this is what I find extremely funny. The last time uh, Cody and uh, Brody, Cody and Brody, uh, faced each other, what did he destroy Cody in like three minutes or something like that? Yep. I mean, he made Cody his bitch. It was it was pretty bad. 
Yet Cody comes out and Brody Lee like shits his pants and runs out of the ring in terror. I'm like, dude, you kicked that guy's ass in three minutes. Now you're scared of him? It was not like you even jumped him from behind. You faced him in a match, one-on-one, face-to-face, no dark order involved. You kicked his ass in three minutes. Now he comes back and you're scared of him? And they did that close-up on him. Uh, th- that tattoo sends out even more now. Oh, yeah, now they dyed his hair And then, what is Brody Lee to, to regain his manhood? Goes to the back and does this interview where he's so mad. Okay, if you're so mad, he's 15 feet away. Go out in the curtain and go beat him up. You have the whole dark order. But no, he's got to sit oh, there and yeah, yeah. He has to wait uh, one week. One more week. Yeah. When I, when I calm down in a week and I'm not scared and I've got all the poop out of my underwear is clean. You're dead, Cody. You're dead. <laughs> Jeez. This made no sense. Uh, and I guess because they're trying to push a dog collar match? Because they didn't exactly say it, but he's holding a chain with two dog collars on each end. And I'm just like. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Uh, yeah. Wait, no. Well, no, there is no pay-per-view uh, in October. There isn't? Uh, I was gonna say the, the, next... an- the, the anniversary show is coming up. At the anniversary show, they're gonna have a dog collar match. I was, oh, gonna, yeah. I, was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say the pay per view, but that's uh, too far down the road. No, in my head, I started thinking, okay, why is like uh, Cody Rhodes always getting into these kind of matches so quick? Like, there's no build up, you know? Like, boom, two weeks, we're gonna have a do- dog collar match. <laughs> boom, you know, we're gonna do that. Like, and it makes. And then I then I realize it's because. It's because Cody wants to be his dad's legacy so bad. I mean, Dusty had, you know, was, had been in many dog collar matches, all these kind of things. So all of a sudden, it just seems like Cody is just rushing to do everything his dad did. And I think this is, I don't get it. Like, there is no reason. Okay, why does he want a dog match? Why does he want to be chained to somebody? But he's the guy that he ran away from when he had a chance there, <laughs> you know? Uh, logic dictates the person wanting a dog collar match should be the person who chased the other person away because the person ran away. Yeah. Because they're gone. Because you can't get your hands on them. Why? Because they ran away. So why would the person who ran away want to be chained to the guy that he ran away from? <laughs> I don't right? understand this. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a good match, but come on, AEW, oh, use some goodness. effort logic here. Um, then we go to Matt Hardy. Remember Matt Hardy? Three weeks ago, he was going to go home, from, go away for a while. Yep. Uh, he still hasn't left, apparently, because we've seen him every week since. <laughs> right. He's back uh, with Private Party. Yeah, he's out there with Private Party, who, by the way, Elio. Yes, sir. I'm putting my thumbs, I'm putting hands down here. I am oh. putting the fist down. Okay. From oh. now on, during quarantine episodes, me and you should be wearing the track suits that Private Party <laughs> is wearing. I want you to go find us. Some leopard skin Adidas tracksuits, dude. And we're going to wear them on every quarantine and aftermath. When people see us, they're going to see our leopard skin private party. Hopefully Adidas, because we're Adidas boys. We're not Nikes. We're going we're gonna to wear that shit, okay? And they're going to say W. They're going to say global or quarantine or something on them. I'll, like a little tags. We'll say, you know, we'll say legend on one side, quarantine, whatever. But we're going to wear that because if those guys can dress like that, why can't we? Uh, right. <laughs> we have this uh we have this weird thing where I, I found this really funny. Um we have uh Matt Hardy um kind of getting mad. We have Mark Quinn getting kind of mad, and then all of a sudden Isaiah I, what's his name? Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy uh, wants to start in Jericho. Do you like his logic? Okay, 
We wrestled twice, and you beat me twice. But you know what? I almost beat you twice. No, you didn't. You lost twice, you idiot. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Jericho beat him twice, but he almost... He almost beat Jericho twice. That doesn't make sense. If, yeah, Jericho, yeah, if, okay. if Jericho beat him twice, he lost both times. Elio, you may have beat the shit out of me with a baseball bat twice. But that means twice my face took on your baseball bat. What? What <laughs> is going no on? Um, I, I liked the one thing, the best part of this whole ridiculousness, though, was the look on Jericho's face when Isaiah Cassidy said that he was going to make him his bitch. And he, it was the most realistic. It looked like the kind of look, not like he, Jericho didn't get mad and raving. He got that look like, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. motherfucker!" Like it was like, Oh, Oh, you just riled Chris Jericho for real. It, I liked it. Good job on Jericho. I mean, that's what we need to. And, and you know what? I'm going to throw this out. I've said this many times, but this, Jericho must have been like living every man's dream. I mean, he came out, remember when he was the world champion? He comes out with a world title, mm -hmm. the theme music that he sang, and the crowd is singing with him, despite the fact that he's the biggest dick. <laughs> that has got to be every man's dream. You get to be an asshole, you get to play your music, and fans are singing and chanting along to your music. Oh my God. I'm singing along too. I think if any of us die and wanted to go to heaven, I think Chris Jericho's got it. He went there. Man, I don't think that'll ever happen in our lives, man. I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> um, then we move on to uh, FTR and Tully Blanchard in the ring. Tully Blanchard is talking. Uh, this was kind of convoluted, weird way to say it. Uh, he, he was going on about how most times uh, tag team matches are 60 minutes long. But he read that uh, there should be a 20-minute time limit on uh, matches within uh, within uh, the tag team on TV. Then he proposes this. And this is, once again, I love how the bad guy just sets the term and everyone goes, oh, okay. <laughs> because he then decides that whatever team faces FTR, if they don't beat them in 20 minutes, the match stops and FTR is declared the winner. Not a draw. What? Not a time limit thing. If you don't beat FTR in 20 minutes, when the 20 minutes rolls around, it's considered a loss to you and a win to FTR. What? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. And everyone <laughs> no, fucking agreed I, I, with I, I, it. That, that's what I'm like, what? Yeah, people agreed to make, this. That doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Why would you agree to this? And, and then, then I, I'm looking at it here. Apparently it's called the 20 minute brush, brush with, with greatness rule. Yeah. Just stupid. <laughs> Um, I like how they're, I like how, okay, this part confused me. First, I liked how they said they were going to give the first match to SCU. They yeah. mocked him and said all their things, uh, which I like because you remember last week when uh, uh, SCU was out there and they were mocking SCU. They're like, oh, we loved you guys 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you were in your prime. It's too yeah, bad you're yeah. old and crappy now, you know? Okay, so that I thought they were playing off, but then when they showed the graphic for them next week, did you notice that the graphic was Kazarian and Scorpio? It wasn't Christopher Daniels for next week's graphic. Hmm. I don't know if that was a mistake and we're actually going to see Christopher Daniels, which would make sense because they were making fun of Christopher Daniels and Kazarian's age. But then when they showed next week, they showed the graphic of Scorpio Sky and Kazarian, no Christopher Daniels. So let's see how that get addressed. 
then they say they're not gonna they, they make fun of uh, uh the best friends so the best friends come out and uh i'm not sure do you like the dorky approach that they use with uh i mean i really am starting to like best friends wrestling i've even started to tolerate chucky a lot yeah but every time these guys talk they present them as the biggest goofs in the world like nerds. yeah i mean geez you're all worked up and uh, uh what is uh what does chucky call him he calls them uh a couple of weenies <laughs> weenies yeah a couple of weenies wow. <laughs> oh, wow i think if my son called kids weenies i'd spank him not because he said the word weenie yeah no because he said the word weenie because that is the worst nor- nerdiest name. He, I would have been more proud of him. He called him something else. Weenies? Hey, my lord. So. Okay. So they're apparently, you know, FTR begs out of the ring, says, oh, you know, you we're, we're, we're real champions. You guys are still hurt from last week. It would be unfair of us to fight you. So <laughs> they take off and, uh, and uh, wow. <laughs> uh, this whole 20-minute thing. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so... Next, we get uh, the tag team match of Thunder Rosa, Hikiru Shida against Ivelisse and Diamante. Mm-hmm. A lot better match than last week's. Uh, Ivelisse behaved herself. Uh, and uh, Thunder Rosa would tribute to Animal with the face paint. Loved it. Thought it was really yep. cool. Um, you know what? It had been reported that last week's match of Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse went a little bad because Ivelisse went into business for herself mm-hmm. and started laying in some real shots on Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa turned around and started shooting hard and really putting uh, Ivelisse in her place. Uh, word is that Ivelisse took a lot of gruff for that backstage. Um, Thunder Rosa, not so much. This week, they wrestled as professionals. None of that nonsense happened. They wrestled a, a good match. Uh, oh man, did you almost? I almost went, oh damn, when uh, when uh, Thunder Rosa kicked uh, Sheeta in the face. Oh, I thought yeah. that match was going to be over right then. I was like, oh, oh. But instead, they held it together and still went on to win. But I think we're definitely going to see Sheeta versus uh, Thunder Rosa down the road. I think that's a big money match that a lot of fans want to see. Uh, they're both. Uh, I was hesitant about Hikaru Sheeta when she first became champion. I wasn't, I didn't sure if she was you know i felt like because chris stratlander had been injured and you know is she a good enough fit and she has been tremendous man i I think she's definitely one of the top women's wrestlers in the world so what's going on with her i don't think uh, there's any uh uh, specific uh, time date for her return there is not Statlander still is uh rehabbing her injury the show nothing has been said yet okay uh I did think it was funny uh, when we were backstage and uh, Dasha is talking to uh, Chris Jericho about Cassidy challenging him. And uh, it was funny when he was sort of like, you know what? He's a really good wrestler. He's going to be world champion someday, but not next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like that in Jericho when he's not overly goofy. I like it when there's an undercurrent of danger to him because he's legit that way. Um, Then him and MJF start facing off again. Uh, stroking each other's ego, going on and on, piling the shit higher and higher, <laughs> till all of a sudden they both at the same time said, "Why did you say something? Or what did they say? Why did you, why did you say I was a goof or whatever like that?" Right? Yeah. Um, and then they came up with the craziest way out of it. You know? And once again, they're on the someday. That's going to be a match down the road. MJF and Jericho. You can see that building slowly. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that that. We, we talked about this before. I would say you're probably better with Jericho being the good guy out of that one. Yeah. 
Then we get to the main event. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. I think uh, none of us knew what to expect, for one thing. Eddie Kingston hasn't really been shown too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moxley is a beast. Uh, I got to say, though, holy crap, Eddie Kingston, has he been hanging out in New Japan? Because when he was slapping Moxley's chest, I mean, two or three in, Moxley's chest was almost red and bleeding. Uh, and they sounded like gunshots. I mean, Moxes are okay, but Kingston sound like they were, like, breaking things. Those are crazy-ass chops. I didn't like the end, though. You didn't or didn't? I didn't. Yeah. Um, the ending was just a, a whole a big mess. It's, it's like it was like watching old WCW Nitro. I was uh, I was sort of thinking that exact same thing after the show. I'm like, wait, that that looked like the ending of an old episode of Nitro from '98. Yeah. Uh, so what ends up happening is John Moxley uh, uses that bully choke to uh, to take out Kingston. Mm-hmm. I liked how Kingston was out, and then the the Lucha Brothers run in. They attack. Will Hobbs comes in to even things out. Uh, then in ran uh, Ricky Starks. Uh, then Darby Allen came out and Darby ended up getting his ass kicked. And then everybody, all the good guys were laid out badly at the end. Kingston gets up and he starts choking Moxley and it was a, a schmooze, horrible end, you know? So, uh, overall, man, this was not a good show. I'm going to give this one a D this week. Yeah. I'm going to give it a D too, because I thought that, uh, they took some great potentials. They did some really bad show. Yep. Um, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think uh, NXT has uh, anything to worry about in the in the NXT versus <laughs> AEW war that we're doing. Uh, this was bad. Uh, hopefully, this doesn't get reflected in the ratings, and hopefully, people don't turn off the thing. Uh, it'd be sad for AEW to blow it now. You know, they've had some great numbers. I don't know. I do not know. Anyway, folks. Uh, that is our really uh, deep dive into this week's AEW. It looks like what the best show of the week I'm going to have to say was NXT UK. Yep. NXT UK for me. Yeah. And I'd say followed by ROH, followed by Impact, and way down in the bottom this week, AEW. Uh, I am going to say, fast uh, sure, check- sure. Sorry. I guess, do we bring the race, the weekly race back or wait? Uh, you know what? Bring it back. We'll, we'll, we'll announce next week the numbers. You don't have to figure them out now. Right. Figure them out later. Um, so, folks, we're going to let you go. Uh, now, you don't have to wait a whole week to hear us because in a couple of days, we'll have up our first episode covering the G1 on Aftermath. So, uh, please check that out. Check out the boys on uh, this Saturday's WPOB Wrestling where they have special guest star. Don't let me butcher the name. H.C. H.C. Locke, extreme referee for ECW. Interesting stuff. Check it out. And uh, also keep us in mind in quarantine. We just did a quarantine this week, me and you. Uh, what was the topic there? Uh, uh, we did. Today? We talked tough guys in wrestling. Tough guys. And we had some really cool. Uh, uh, Andy Anderson was on. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Chief Atacula Kula coming in from, uh, from the U.S. Andrew Dawkins. We had Kat Von Hees. We had Kiko. Uh, we had Rook Lane. Rook Lane, I think his name was. And we also had Scotty Mack from, uh, from ECCW in uh, Vancouver. Really great uh, roundtable discussion. Talk some good stuff. And I'm looking forward. Uh, quarantine has just been coming together really fun. A lot of cool guests coming on. Uh, this coming week, after you hear this one, our next episode after uh, Tough Guys. Uh, Jesus, I can't remember. Oh, it's High Flyers. We're going to talk high about flyers. High Flyers and Wrestling. 
So we'll uh, look forward to seeing you guys all. Have yourselves a great night and uh, keep safe out there. The stupid COVID thing isn't gone away yet. Oh my God, it's even terrible. What's it like over there? Uh, our numbers are rising. I mean, they're not uh, super scary yet, but they're continually rising worse than they've been through this whole thing. Uh, they uh, implemented uh, strict uh, guidelines again with uh, yeah. ten, 10 indoor, 25 outdoors. And, and I know it's affected bars and restaurants in BC. Oh um, we were probably next. Uh, we might have to go through down another shutdown of restaurants. Uh, that's my that's my business. I mean, I have not been actually working since I looked at the calendar since March 14. Wow. Uh, was my last shift. And that's because I work in restaurants and uh, uh, restaurant is extremely slow here. Uh, my, my business went out of business. My last and, state uh, library was uh, March 11th. Yeah. So, uh, folks, just be careful. I know it sucks. Yeah, those masks suck ass, but you know what? Wear them. Even if it doesn't protect you, even if it's 100% not guaranteed, at least try. Try doing it for the other people so other people see you in a you mask and feel more comfortable. They must not be that bad if WB Shop is selling them. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working for WWE Shop? What the hell, man? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Hello, you are a maniac. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I think that's why I love teaming with you, brother. You're a freaking maniac. Anyhow, folks, keep safe, keep clean, wash your goddamn hands, wear a mask. Uh, Elio, say goodnight to the good people. All right. Feds, you talk to y'all next week.